to Fool Me Twice. I'm Kelsey. I'm Meg. And we are here to swap some very short stories today and share our origin story. Yay. I think like totally we're a bottle of wine in and hopefully by the end of this we'll be two bottles of wine in. Yay, wine. Um, <laughs> Ashley's not here today. She got caught up at a work event, which is shitty but also she wouldn't want to cry with us which is probably gonna happen Ooh, so. emotions they're the worst yeah, they <laughs> suck. um <laughs> yeah okay um so i know that our like historically each episode is a story about a boy um but this one's gonna be a little different um we've recorded a couple episodes and it's been a period of self-reflection. It has. And, like, cathartic. Right? Yeah, it's been so... It feels really good to talk about these men. Yeah, but it's been surprisingly revealing about, like, who we are as people and yes. why we are the way we are. Yeah, how did we get here? Yeah. And you start talking about, like, these shitty men you've dated, and you're like, oh, fuck. That's why I'm caught up on this one thing. Yes. Like, oh, turns out that was traumatic. Yes. Like, oh, and fuck. so I know... Uh, so part of this is inspired by, like, I've been, like, involved with this guy on and off for, like, almost a year. It's been, like, eight months. Um, it's wild. It's been a roller coaster. And I've been doing a lot of self-exploration about, like, why are things, like, why do I react to some things the way that I do? Or, like, am I overreacting? Am I not reacting enough? I don't know. And... Part of that is you look at like your past dating history and you're like, I don't want to scare somebody off. Like, how do you figure out how to share? Like, these are the things that happened to me in my past and you should know about them without being weird. Right. Like not doing it, not doing it so soon that it freaks them out. But also, at least for me, like I have a few things that like are more recent in my uh, relationship history that have really affected me. And like, for me, a lot of it is like, this sounds bad, but like truly giving someone the opportunity to like opt out yeah. before it's too late. Like for sure. Finding the perfect time to be like, I'm not telling you this so soon that you're freaked out that I'm like telling you all this big right. stuff, but also not doing it so late that you feel betrayed or like I was deliberately like hiding something yes. from you something about myself that like um yeah. might not work for you you right. know and I, mean? I think part of it too is like you don't I don't know I always get hung up on like I want to be really honest with you but I also don't want to make it seem like I'm making excuses yeah like I'm not trying to say that like I the only reason that I did this thing is because of something that happened in my past but like they are correlated and mm -hmm. like if you know about that, then maybe like you can help me move past it and we can figure out like other ways to address these various issues. And yeah, yeah, it's shitty. Cause like, I think knowing someone's dating history or like these big momentous things that happened is good. Yeah. And it makes you aware of like what you're getting yourself into, but some shit's just really fucking hard to talk about. Yeah. And like, when you're, especially when you're seeing someone new, you want to be excited about it. You want, yes. you want it to be like the magical honeymoon period where nothing is wrong and everything's perfect. And you're, you are so infatuated with each other. But like, if there's these big demons like crawling yes, up behind right. you that are getting ready to just fuck shit up in your life, it's like, at what point do you, 
spit something out. Yeah. You know? Like when is it too soon? And when is it too late? And, and yeah. how do you even come to realize that this is something that affects you more than your best friend? You right. Know like I mean? it's not just like an ex. Like I think at some point and some of the men who we'll talk about in this episode, like, yes, they're, you know, ex-boyfriends or ex-significant others, but that's not where it ends. You know, like our, the relationship ended, but the damage that they did didn't. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Meg. Yeah, that's Thanks. good. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, like, one is, I mean, you don't, I almost wish that part of dating was handing someone a resume and saying, like, this is who I've dated and this is what happened and this is why it didn't work out. Just so they knew. Mm-hmm. And it, it was, like, an unbiased, yeah. like, heads up kind of thing. All right. Let's start doing it from here on out. Resumes for every new guy. Yeah. DM us with. with your resume. If you want to be with us. <laughs> oh my God. That would be amazing. It would be, it would be great. God, what would my resume say? Like greatest accomplishments? Oh, I don't know. You are, yours would for sure be like best birthday gift giver. I, I'm not going to lie. Like one of my talents and I know if, the boy who I'm currently seeing is listening to this, which I don't think that he is. But if he is, I have a great birthday gift, yeah. and I can't disclose. Yeah, you do. God I know. I'm really excited about it. Um, and there's been a couple times where I want to text him and be like, gosh, I have something exciting, but I can't tell you what it is. Buckle up, baby. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> um, so speaking of birthdays, I think part of this has been I have um, the same guy who I've been seeing on and off. I asked if he was interested in visiting me for my birthday and he didn't say no, but he didn't say yes. And I was like, why does this? Yeah. Which sucks, you know, but I think it doesn't suck that much. Right. Cause it's not a no. Yeah. Right. right. And I'm like, that's totally fucking feasible. And you're like far away from each other. So like, you know what I mean? Like the whole situation is like totally reasonable that he doesn't quite know. And it's almost like a month and a half ahead. So it's like totally fair. And like, we both work full time jobs and it's totally valid. But, but so it started to make me wonder, I'm like, why do I have this? Like, I kind of went into asking him if he wanted to visit with this full expectation that he was going to say no. Yeah. And it didn't occur to me until honestly, like we were having this conversation and I was like, why do I have this issue with my birthday? Like, why is it? I don't really give a shit about birthdays. I'm not one of those girls who is like, this is my birthday week or even my birthday weekend to like. Birthdays are cool. If you're my friend, I would love to go out and get drinks with you on my birthday. But I don't really, like, I feel like I don't invest that much in it. Yeah. Like, you don't need it to be an entire holiday. Yeah. Like, birthdays are cool, but, like, it's not that big of a thing. And then I realized it's a common factor for getting fucked over in my past relationships. Okay. Tell me more. Yeah. Okay. So, this is, like, a common (laughs) threat. So, I've noticed, like, birthdays are something I don't trust the men I date with. And also, like, there's a couple other things that have really, like, impacted my past relationships. Starting with the first boy I, like, seriously dated in college. And we just recorded an episode about him. Um, It'll be the one that comes out after this one. We can call him Carl for the sake of this episode. And the very short version of it is we were on and off. I mean, we were like basically in a long distance relationship for a year. I mean, he was all about me. We would FaceTime all the time. Um, he came back to my college to visit me and I gave him this like super amazing birthday gift. He consistently pretended like my birthday never existed, which like shocking. Um, nice. 
Yeah. And then he came back to our college campus to watch his friend walk for graduation and proceeded to tell all of his friends that he and I had never had a relationship and then <gasps> I just was making everything up. Oh, shit. Yeah. So. Oh, my God. I know you already told me that, but I kind of, like, blocked it out of my brain. Yeah. And it sucks. Oh, God. And I realized <laughs> I actually wound up messaging him on Twitter and I was like, what the fuck? Like. Like, I did this, like, last week, and I was like, hey, um... Like, do you remember when this happened? Yeah, basically, and he did remember, and he did ultimately apologize and just blamed it on, like, the fact that he was really immature, and that, like, he'd been so into me for so long that, like, by the time that graduation rolled around, he just wanted to, like, keep up this image of, like, this cool guy with his friends. And I just, like, I don't fucking think that's an excuse. Like, no, it's not. And... It's like, I I do appreciate that he owned up to that right. when you confronted him. But it's like, you've had years to do this, buddy. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, Well, I, and part I, of him, what he said, too, was like, I think about that a lot. And I'm like, okay, because here's the thing. You may think about it a lot, but it is something that has, like, genuinely impacted my relationships. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's one of those things that's lingered of, like, it's... I think that's something that carried over from that one experience was that like, I am this person who you should be ashamed of when you're dating someone. Ooh. And like that, that is really, that is rough. And it's one of those things that for sure I've looked at like other relationships while I was in college and even post college. Like the minute that someone says, like they talk about their friends or their family, like I want to know, do they know who I am? And, like, I just feel, like, based on this experience with Carl, that, I, like, everyone who dates me is ashamed to be with me oh and gosh. isn't telling people that we're together. And it's genuinely fucked me up ever since then. And this was, like, five years ago. Oh, Meg, that, like, hurts my heart. I know. It sucked. And it, oh, no. it's so funny because, like, rationally, I'm like, okay, I, like, I'm intelligent. I'm, like, kind of funny. I'm well-read. Like... I, I think you're that, a beautiful, think, vibrant sunflower. Man. But like, I, I mean, like knowing rationally, like I have a lot of things that I bring to the table, but there's yeah. definitely still this huge part of me that's like, okay, but I'm also really stubborn and I can be really indecisive. And like, I obviously have flaws. And like, what if like these men I date are just so ashamed of me that they don't even want to tell their family about me or like their friends. And like, that is just ever since dating Carl has been a really hard thing to like get over. Well, yeah, I mean, I I had a, a similar experience actually in college and um I would just say overall like I could I completely resonate with that feeling and um just like the feeling of like someone that you just adore and you think so yes. highly of and you're so excited about could truly like literally be ashamed of yeah. you so ashamed that like they don't want to tell, like they lie to their friends about your relationship with them. Like that, that hits home and that like hits really hard. Um, my experience, I was dating this guy who like, like I will, like I have a lot to talk about with him cause it was fucked up. Um, but I was dating him for a really long time and, um, only like six months into the relationship, like when things really still should have been in the honeymoon, right. like perfect, wonderful, beautiful, like we're so happy. Um, I mean, this was one of the first of many red flags, honestly, but like he 
brought up one day while we were on the phone. This was like long distance relationship. Right. So we and like I think talked those are every the, day. Those are for sure the hardest. Yeah. They're really hard to navigate. But like, so we were on the phone and like, I remember like the way that he brought it up, but basically he was like, don't, I mean, don't you ever wonder why like, I don't want to like talk about like romantic things with you anymore. Like I used to do. And I was like, Oh, like I, Oh, my heart's like beating really hard. Just I know, talking this about is, it. I, I will say like, I think this is probably <laughs> going to be one of the hardest episodes that we do. It's, this is like very fresh. Emo- we, a lot well, of, we don't have closure, honestly. Yeah. It's, it might not be fresh, but it, it's like dug up because yeah. like you have to, all of this trauma, especially in relationships is like, you have to just completely fix it yourself because that other person is right. going to give it to you because they're no longer in your life yes. for a reason. Right. But like, they can't fix you because they're the ones who made this a problem. Right. You so know what you I mean? might 100% hear us. Cry, yeah. So. Um, <laughs> warning. Um, but I, so he was like, don't you ever wonder why I don't like tr- talk about like, like being romantic with you anymore. Yeah. And I was like, no, I guess I hadn't even noticed that. Um, right. Like, what do you mean? And he's like, honestly, like, you are getting so fat, and I I don't feel attracted no way. to you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he literally, like, he told me that he he was no longer attracted to me because of my body. And, like, that's so, sh- like, and you're, like, you're beautiful. Like, you're not, I am, like, a normal, okay, like, cute person <laughs> regardless of your size like I, it doesn't matter if you're 130 pounds or 330 uh-huh. pounds like you just don't say that yeah and like you're one you're like definitely one of the most beautiful people I know like on the outside but also on the fucking inside right and that's so fucking shitty for someone to have the balls to say. I know. And not to be a little fucker, but it's like, listen here, buddy. We're in a long distance relationship. You never even see me anyway. Right. Like, what do you have to Of all of the about? things to cast judgment on. <laughs> I know. But like, so he said that. Um, and I mean, there are a couple of things to say about this, but like, like my logistical brain was very confused because I'm like, okay, I was in college at the right. time. Um, it was my senior year. And like, Again, this was only six months into the relationship. And I knew for a fact that I weighed just about the same in that moment as I did when I fucking met him. So, like, that truly did not make sense. Like, this is not, like... It's not, it would be shitty anyway, even if it were right. true that I'd like put on a couple pounds, like that would still be horrible. But like the fact that I, I knew that I st- looked the same. Right. He just was like making this shit up. Yeah. He was but fucking like, gaslighting. But you. like it was so real to me in that moment. And like, I, like, I couldn't believe, like just to be so like invalidated and put down as a person by someone the most important person in your life. And I think that's something I know that social media nowadays, like really we do lift up women and we're like, okay, or we're, we're trying to be more like female, like body empowerment, but it's definitely something that affects men too. And saying like, for the men who do listen, like, I know that talking about gender stereotypes is really hard and you might have like someone in your life who's like, Oh, well you're just, you're not as cut as you used to be. You're like, you, right. you have six abs instead of 12. Yeah. And like, what the heck? Yeah. That's still like, I, honest to God, like regardless of what 
gender you are, like you shouldn't be put down like that by your partner. Right. Yeah, like one, okay, you shouldn't be put down like that by at anyone. All. Yeah, but, but especially, especially not your partner. partner. Like the one person who who honestly you get a lot of that validation right. of like like if no one else thinks you're hot, they do. Well, like, like they will let's always be honest, come through. Like, nothing <laughs> quite like I 100% agree with this nothing lights you up like a text or a snapchat or an instagram message from the person who you hold (laughs) hold up so much saying like hey you look really beautiful or like you're really hot or like you look really sexy and that like it's one thing if it's like some random person who yeah who you haven't talked to for 10 years but (laughs) when it's like the person who you like have feelings for and like like it it feels so good and like sparkly and so, like, being put down like that, you should never – there are so many other ways to, like I, – I don't even know. Like, talk about that kind of stuff. Like, you yeah. shouldn't have to put someone down. And that's – I'm so sorry that that happened to you. And you don't deserve <sighs> that. It's fine. I know. He's – well, I, I'm i in a better place. <laughs> yeah, but it's, like, it's a kind of thing that it happened. And now it, it genuinely fucks you up. No, it did. Oh, yeah. So, like, what I did – um, I've, I maybe have talked about this before, but like running is one of my great loves, like my, one of my now. greatest loves in life now. Yeah. Um, but I started running because he told that to me, like he said that and immediately, like I literally, I remember like I got off the phone with him and I cried for like five hours straight, <laughs> like fair, yeah, my right. eyes out. Um, and then like the next morning I, went for like the first run of my, like I've never been, I was never a runner like before call, like my senior year of college basically. But like, I was just like, well, I need to lose weight as fast as I can. And the way that I know how to do that is running. So like I bought a pair of running shoes and I remember it was like blizzarding that morning. Like, Oh my God, I'm going to like start crying. It was, I remember it was snowing so hard and it was so cold and no one was out on the roads, but I went out at like, you know, nine in the morning and I started running and like, I couldn't even make it like two blocks yeah. and until I had to stop because like my lungs were burning and like, you know, it takes you a right. while like to get like physically active. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you can't just like run two miles the first time you ever right. try it. So like I literally ran two blocks and then I like stopped and I just like started falling my eyes out because yeah, like, like I was so sad. I know like when we're little, like your parents are like sticks and stones, you know, may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. And it's yeah. so fucking false. Like it is so false. I think, I think a lot about the things that men have said to me and I will never, like, I will never forget, you know, overhearing this college boy telling his friends that like I had just completely made up our relationship and that it never happened. And like at that point I had the text message where he messaged me that he loved me. And I like, yep. And to be invalidated, like like, there are just some things Mm -hmm. that you don't forget. And it's been five years since that happened. And it's still like, like like, literally haunts you. Yeah. It it definitely still sticks with me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know like another big thing, at least for me is, I really struggle with talking about feelings and it's funny. Like I am, I've said this before, but like, I am a hopeless romantic. I love love. I love rom-coms like pride and prejudice and like the princess bride are my two favorite movies. Like I, I want love to be real. And that being said, I'm one of the most cynical people I know. Like Mm -hmm. 
I really want for these romantic things to happen, but believing that they're going to happen is a different story. And I really resonate with high hopes, low expectations. Um, And I didn't realize why that was until we started recording this podcast. Um, And one of like the first men who I had like what I thought at the time was this real relationship with um, he and I dated for a year and a half, literally almost two years. um, And we met in college um, and I was like working on a political campaign. And so was he and we met and we had been together for a year you know, when this one big, like significant thing happened. And at that point, like I had interned in DC and like, we had like made shit work throughout numerous, like not ideal circumstances. And I'd gone all out, you know, all the time, even when we were separated by distance, I would write him letters. I would send him like, I'm thinking of you packages, you know, for his birthday, I made him like a mini birthday cake and got him like a really thoughtful gift. And I was like in love with this guy and I finally realized it. um, I don't know, like over probably like over Christmas or something. And I got him like a really cute Christmas gift and he came to visit me in January. And I remember like building up to it, you know, talking with my college girlfriends. I was like, I'm going to tell him that I love him. And like, Mm -hmm. this is, he's the only person at that point, you know, that I'd had these feelings for since high school. Yeah. And like, not to invalidate my high school relationships, but it's definitely different. Yeah, it's, it's a whole other yeah. ball game. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Um, and, like, I was fucking ready. And so he and I were staying together. And I remember, like, it was yesterday. You know, we're laying in bed. And I, like, was looking at him. And I was like, hey, like, I have something to tell you. And, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, like, whatever. Tell me. And my heart is, like, racing. This is, oh, like, the ooh, first, I- <laughs> yeah, first time, you know, like, and I... I feel that. Yeah, I and feel honestly, it. like I said, not to discount high school. I, I honestly, high school doesn't really count. It's yeah. not the same. And your, your feelings of love in high school are so different from yeah. like after that. Or like maybe it's just like first love feelings yeah. in general and are I, so different. I could so, you know, like I could picture a life with this guy. And he and I had talked about like I would graduate. <clears throat> we would move to D.C. together and like we would live together. And like it was just – I was like, yeah, like, I, yes, it's really scary to tell someone that you love them, but I didn't feel like I shouldn't. And mm-hmm. so I gathered up like all my nerves and I told him that I was in love with him and immediately was like, oh my God, I can't believe I just said that. But I spit it out and there was a long pause. And I just, in that like minute of just Ugh. wanting, I wish that I could have like plucked my words like out of the air and just taken them back. And I feel like you just like shrivel up. Yeah. And like Ooh. nothing is, I mean, I know that like big feelings are really hard, but like when you tell someone that and there's just like an awkward pause, mm-hmm. I mean, that sucks. And so I like kind of rolled away from him and he's like, no, wait, like come back here. And I, I mean, I know that I keep saying like, like it was yesterday, but I think some of this stuff is so traumatic that it's really hard to forget it. Um, yeah. And he told me, um, he was like, you know, I really appreciate you telling me that. And I like, don't, it's just for me, like, I don't say those words lightly. And to me in that moment, like, regardless of whatever he said after that, it was as though he completely invalidated. I mean, we had been literally dating together for a year 
And I had been very sure of like saying these big feelings and I've been very afraid, but had felt like I have such confidence in who we are that I can say it and feel safe. And for him to come back with like, oh, that's not something I say lightly. Well, it wasn't something I said lightly either. Yeah. Um, and anyway, he and I wound up being together for like six months after that, before I ended things for once and for all. And in those six months, he never, I never said it to him again and he never said it back. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it's been, I've only told someone that I loved them since then and meant it recently. And it was a much different experience. Um, and I definitely went into that with like no expectations, but there's definitely this like big underlying theme for me. Like I very much felt like I can't tell someone how I feel, whether it's I like you or I love you, unless I know what they're going to say back, because that feeling of just a long silence. Yeah. And just having it hang there unreciprocated for another six months. Yeah. And like, it just, it sucked. And to feel like my feelings just, yeah, were so invalidated and to feel like I had invested so much time in someone who didn't feel that way about me. I mean, like I said, we were together for a year and a half, almost two years. And in that time, he never said that he was in love with me. Yeah. And that's, I feel like that's especially hard because as much as you, you know, you definitely should respect someone's timeline and their, their ability to get to the same place you are. And like, I, I get that, but when it's something like six months goes by and nothing, I feel like it's really hard to not let that taint, taint isn't the right word, but like um, not let that affect the way that you go into every time you see them. Because I feel like it always brings in this additional like baggage of like, yeah. Oh God, like I love them. They know that. And like, they also obviously know that I'm just like waiting on bated breath for them to say it to me. Right. And like, until that happens, like, how do I act? What do and I do? do? Yeah. Do they 100%. even like me? It like, was one of those things. And it was one of those things where he would do things that like made me feel like he cared about me, but he was never really good with like using his words to say that. Yeah. And you know, it, it was so funny because like after that happened, I never knew like how, how to address him or like what, you know, everything felt suddenly like so new and unknown. Like what, what terms of endearment can I use? How can I sign letters that I send you like Mm -hmm. it was like everything switched and it it was awful um yeah and I I just felt so like I felt like a fish out of water and everything that I had thought that I had known about this person I didn't anymore and that's it's not to say like like I said this was my first experience and since then I've learned a lot um and with my like most recent experience I I feel like I went into it a lot more open and a lot more like I truly have no expectations. I just want to let you know um, versus this time where I I thought that he was right there with me and he wasn't. Oh my God. Oh, that hurts me. Um, Well, and I guess my, I have like similar, but opposite of like, yeah, I have no problem or like no reservations on, like talking about like those like happy gooey, ooey gooey feelings. But 
Um, for me, it's like I have a really, I mean, I think anyone who knows me knows that I have like an incredibly hard time with confrontation and arguments. Right. Like, yes. Even like, as we've talked about in the past, like, just like saying no mm-hmm. to something that like I'm not feeling right. is really hard. But like, especially, um, I mean, having arguments and I, upon like further reflection, I, I realized that like my first true experiences with like a real argument with a loved one, um, like was, was more on the unhealthy side. Mm -hmm. Like my family themselves are like so good about confrontation and that's all I was ever used to. But my first boyfriend who you have like real arguments with about stupid shit, but at the time, like it feels so real. Yeah. Yeah. In high school, it feels so real and so serious and just like so dramatic, you know? Um, and so he like, it's like weird because he recognized that like the way his family argued. So the way that he was brought up in con- confrontations was unhealthy mm-hmm. and pretty toxic. He recognized that about himself but he continued to, to right. do that. Which is so annoying because you think, like, you grow – you know, if you can acknowledge it, you can change it. Exactly. Um, and fr- from me, who, like, my parents, you know, and, like, my siblings, mm-hmm. like, there was always such a, like, we might be arguing about this thing. Like, I might be really mad at you, but at the end of the day, like, I still deeply care about you. Like, I'm not trying to hurt you. Right. I'm not trying to win. I'm, like – like, I want to come to, like, an yeah. agreement or, like, you know, I want to mm-hmm. figure something out. It's not – but, like, I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm not going to win by hurting you. And that's exactly, like – that is what he did. Like, I – And that's so hard. Yeah. Like, I I am going to win this argument by emotionally hurting you. And that's, like um, – I mean, the, the best example I have from that is, like, I will admit, like, it's kind of the fault isn't totally on him because while like his um, method of arguing was super unhealthy at the same time, like I didn't stand up for myself in the way that I should have. And I didn't know how to, this is a good, right. And this is a good place to say like you were young and that excuse doesn't often fly, but like, I mean, you were like you were in high school and it's, yeah, it's, it is a lot different. Right. And like, I will say having experienced that, like, I know what not to fucking deal with. You know what I mean? Like now I do, but at the time, like I really didn't. So what I would do when he would pick a fight, I would literally just like shut down. I would not say anything. I would not even look at him and he would just like yell at me. He would just like stand over me and like yell. Yeah. In my face. <laughs> I would love to know if these people have changed. Since uh, I really hope so. Um, but like the thing, the thing that I specifically remember and like, this was, this was like almost a two year relationship, you know, starting right. in high school and going into the beginning of college. It was almost a two year relationship. And like, this is one of the only things I actually remember mm-hmm. from it. Um, is that it was towards the very, very end of our relationship. Um, we got into a fight about something stupid that I don't even remember. He was always the one picking fights with me. Um, not that it matters. Not that right. I'm mad. <laughs> but um, he picked a fight about something stupid. And I did the thing where I shut down. And he 
in his like fit of rage and like in his way of trying to solve an argument by like winning and right. hurting the other person so that they concede to you. He said, you know, your mom really fucked you up. What? I know, just out of nowhere. Wait, what do you mean? No, that's all he said. No context. Like, my relationship with my mom really fucked me up. Which, first of all, my mom's amazing. And, like, all my friends right. who know her, she's, like, the most generous, kind-hearted, like, amazing Yeah, woman. like, that's not an insult. Like, <laughs> Yeah, and it, but, like, somehow, and also, like, any, like, white middle-class teen has some, like, angst against their parents. Oh, yeah, well, like, like, we all have mommy issues. Right, like, so, like, everyone, when they're, like, a teen, it's, like, very trendy to be, like, oh, my parents are so lame. But, like, he literally, like, he was, like, your mom fuck. really fucked you up. And I, like, I remember I was, like, in his dorm room and, as he's, like, yelling at me for no reason. Um, and message, I, I like, message him on Twitter. Or I should. Um, but I, like, remember, like, getting up out of his dorm room and, like, storming off to the girls' bathroom. And I remember locking myself in one of the stalls and like I didn't have to pee I was just sitting on the toilet and I I remember like thinking in my brain like nothing's ever gonna be the same again like yeah this is it like this is like a point of no return of like I can't come back from that like he said this thing to me that like I'm never gonna get over and obviously it's been how long it's been like six years and I'm still sitting here like what the fuck Mm -hmm. like how dare you like that's it just there's some blows that are just too low yeah And it's, like, the thing is, like, if there was any legitimacy in that, you should say that in, like, not an argument and in a, like, I'm worried about you and I think you should, like, I'm trying to help you. But, like, it was truly, like, we were in an argument. He was just screaming at me and, like, the way he was trying to win the argument was to, like, hurt me so much that I just conceded to what he said. Um, So I have a hard time with like getting into fights with people I love and right. like, confrontation, like just like any kind of like disagreement, like really like gives me the heebie jeebies. Yeah, it brings stressful. me back to that place of like panic and shutting down. Right. And like, I've definitely gotten better. I've gotten so much better at like standing up for myself and like honoring my feelings and like, um, all of that good stuff. And, and I think that's a big thing that oof, we at least, I mean, not necessarily on record talk about, but to each other talk about is like your feelings are valid and mm-hmm. it's okay for you to recognize them and say like, you're allowed to feel this way because right. I think people do a really good job of invalidating their own feelings and talking themselves out of like the way they feel or the things that they want to do. Oh yeah. And yeah, and, like, what you feel is good, and it's healthy, and it's important to feel things. Right. There's not – to be a healthy person is to experience every range of emotion. There, There's not good and bad, bad emotions. It's, like, there's uncomfortable and comfortable emotions. They're all healthy. They're all good for you, and they're all valid. Yeah. So, yeah, bottom line, never be ashamed of, like – feeling something like that yeah. should be like the least of your concerns. that's the whole point of existing here we go here's a fucking rant why would you want to go through life being afraid of feelings feelings are the only things that give you any kind of life okay, experience. that's great and i get so torqued off when at least so this is my experience because i am straight but like with men who are like oh i just don't 
like I'm afraid of feelings or I just like don't want to mm-hmm. deal with feelings. Or like, it's like a bragging right to be like, oh yeah, like I'm an emotionless pit. Like, yeah, like that's not it. Mm-hmm. I get it. Like maybe when you're in college, I guess, but now that we're grownups, it's not cute. Like it's, it's not something I look for in a partner or not even a partner. Like it's not something I look for in anyone I want to get involved with. Yeah. Any kind of friend, any right. human, if you are a human who like, doesn't feel comfortable with human emotions. Yes. You freak me out. And so part <laughs> of that is, I think for me, is talking about it. So I know, like I do struggle with talking about emotions. Like if I know that, the, if I don't know where the other person is at, but beyond that, I know like one of my previous relationships really fucked me over about not, I, I see this a lot, but you know, like all, all words, no action. Like mm-hmm. I have such a hard time believing that, these men in my life or that my significant others or my partner, however you want to phrase it, are going to come through with what they're going to say that they do. Um, And I'll never forget. um, And this is, I'm sure that we'll do an episode about this guy soon. um, But we call Mark um, who I dated post-college and the relationship started off really amazing. Uh, We had reconnected after years apart and spent a summer together that legitimately felt like a rom-com and it was amazing and adorable and so great. Um, and then he went home for a short stint of time, literally only like a month. Mm-hmm. And we like really lost contact over that period. And um, I'll never forget, like he called me really late one night cause he was out on the West coast and I was in the Midwest, but I was making this work. And he said, you know, I'm really sorry that, I haven't been in touch. Um, I just really have a hard time like remembering you when I'm out here. Like when we're not together, it's just really easy to forget about you. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Ooh. Like truly out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. You're a human. That's exactly. Yeah. And that's pretty much verbatim what he said. Like just you're really, it's really easy to forget about you. Like when we're not together. And like, holy shit. Yeah. And I mean, to that point, he forgot. I mean, my birthday was like a week after he said that and he forgot about it. Did, didn't say anything. Um, which like, I, maybe if you're listening, like it's not that big of a deal, but like this guy, like we had known each other for years before getting involved. We were friends on Facebook. Like there's no way that he didn't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he didn't like, like he, he didn't acknowledge it at all. Um, Ooh, that and that hurts. was when he and I eventually like broke up for a long time, almost a year, and then we reconnected. Gosh, now probably like six months ago for a very brief stint of time, and um, you know he was like, "I'm really sorry for how things ended the first time, and I'm ready to give this like a real shot, and I care about you." And I told him that the only way that I was willing to like get reinvolved with him was if he didn't disappear on me again. And like, if he communicated and essentially just was really dedicated to giving it a real chance. And he said that he was, and I trusted him and I believed him. Um, Cause at that point we had known each other for like five or six years and um, things were really great for honestly, like 48 hours. And then we had made plans on like a Sunday to hang out the next weekend. I texted him on Monday. He told me that he wasn't really feeling well. 
um, on like a Tuesday morning, just that he was like feeling really sick. And I texted him like, Oh, if you need anything, let me know. And I didn't hear from him at like for the next week. And oh, God. yeah, I wound up, it's like, this is probably, I think the craziest, but also the most valid thing I've done is I went over to his house and cause he and I were like 15 minutes apart. And I was like, I honestly, yes. got, yeah, yeah, I honestly was like, he might, he legitimately might be dead. Like, yeah. Like, how do you, he was so gung ho and crazy, but like, this is a guy who like, he, he was all in, in a major way. Yeah. He was like, I want to be with you. I want to make this work. Like I 100% like, I'm sorry about the way that things ended last time. And I'm not going to let that happen again. Like I care about you and I want to give this a real shot. And he was, I mean, this guy, he was like next time, you know, maybe not anytime soon, but like, I'll do something romantic and like, we can do something like really cute and coupley and like, I was so on board. And so for him to disappear like that, I legitimately thought something bad had happened. And so I, like, went over to his place. And as I was about to knock on the front door, his roommate opened it. And a, a long story short that we can cover in, you know, another episode, he was there. And he was, like, surprised to see me. No and, shit. Yeah. yeah. I was like, what are you doing <laughs> here? And then from that point on, he... Insinu- he literally told me that like his phone must he hadn't checked his phone for like a week mm-hmm. his phone must yeah. have been broken although and- that's totally reasonable right. yeah oh, yeah and he put, on, he put on this huge act that um you know i walked in i said i haven't heard from you in a week what's going on he's like what do you mean you haven't texted me i said i not only have i oh, texted you i've called you like three times and he looked at his phone he said oh shit and in front of me, he proceeded to, like, call his parents and be like, hey, in case you were wondering, like, I'm fine. And then was like, oh, I hope you're not mad. And um, I wound up leaving. And he texted me a couple days later that literally, like, after I texted him, like, it was, like, like good. it was good seeing you, basically. Like, this is the end of the line. And he sent me a long text, like, oh, I meant to send this, like, four days ago. I'm really sorry that things ended the way that they did. I guess I just really wasn't ready to get involved with someone again. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. You little fucker. Yeah, and so since then, I mean, it's like all of these experiences have, like, reaffirmed any issue that I've had with men of, like, they're not going to come through with you. They're going to forget about the things that mean a lot to you. Yeah. Like, it – and I know that's a really cynical attitude to, like, carry forward – but it's just one of those things that I feel like anytime something happens, I'm like, well, I don't know why I'm surprised that this thing happened based on this past experience. Yeah. Cause like it happens every time. Right. Yeah. It's like um, the men who I like genuinely care about and get invested in. I, I mean, in this, the guy I'm seeing now, like I, I genuinely have these like really big feelings for, and I care about him and I, there are many things that I would do for him. And I don't know why I continuously catch myself questioning everything and being like okay but I just need to know though like mm-hmm. let hold my hand like do you do you actually still care about me and like I hate yeah. that I need this like constant, like the constant reaffirmation yeah like I don't want the constant validation but I yeah. part of me is like I just need to know that you like me right because historically men have just shit all over my life yeah and like I just need to know that like you got me damn oh my god okay when you said the thing about, like, he was all in, and then he dropped out the planet, yeah. but then he came back. Yeah. I have, like, the – I have had the same experience. Um, 
it was like last year not the exact same it experience it's so but like, hard yes where it's like it was a fucking rom-com yes. for one month mm-hmm. for one month it was amazing and like Oh, it was so good. Like, I posted a picture of him with a yep. butterfly sitting on his finger. So I was like, this obviously is meant to be. Mm-hmm. Butterflies land on him. He's a good guy, right? right. <laughs> uh, and he was all in. Like, he really, he totally was. He was the one that instigated everything. Mm-hmm. Like, we were new friends. Like, we were we were friends at first. And then, like, he very much was the instigator and, right. like, was all in. And, like, give me a chance. Like, I, like will show you how great I am kind of thing. Like, and so I did, I like, like I went out on a limb for him and it ended up being amazing for like a month. And I like was surprisingly like swept off my feet. And that's Um, the best is like, when I think back about this relationship with Mark mm -hmm. and like I said, we can do, he can have his own episode. I know. So can mine. Yeah. It's just that I like, I cannot express how amazing that summer was. And it, it truly like, it honestly got felt like a fucking rock. He made me laugh until I cried and like yeah. I just it felt great until it didn't. Yeah, totally. Um, and that's how this guy was. Yeah. Like, so as soon as I was no longer going to school, like I w- was a working professional at this point, but he was going to grad school and it was incredible. Literally the second day of grad school mm-hmm. that he he was just starting, he dropped off the fucking planet. Like didn't with like fuck. with without a word like we went from talking every single day and seeing each mm-hmm. other like four times to like six times a week right like we were hanging out constantly and like we were all in like, right yeah we liked each other so much to like dropping off the planet and like um after like three days of me kind of being like what the like hello like what's yeah. going on like he just sent me like a really short text that Again, like, he'll have his own episode. We'll talk about it. But, like, just a really short text. And I was like, wait, what? Like, it wasn't even clear to me that that was, like, a breakup text, basically. I didn't, like, it was, that was not clear at all. So, like, I continued bugging him for maybe, like, a week until I was like, oh, he's radio silence. Like, he doesn't give a shit. Like, he's just, like, I was, like, a summer fling. Um, And then... Like clockwork, as soon as, like, mid-December rolls around that his semester's over, literally, like, I, I know this school and mm-hmm. I know their their schedule. And I knew for a fact that this was the day that their semester was done. Who do I, who do I get a fucking, not even a text, an Instagram oh DM. God. Instagram DM from this guy. Um, and, like, this is the first time I've heard from him since September. Jesus. So it's been months. And then, like, within that week and a half, he, like, snaps me or DMs me, like, about something. Like, he replies to something that I posted every single day. Right. Until finally he, like, asked me to hang out. And I was like, okay, well, I had a reason. No, I had I, I'm, not, I'm not even judging you. Like, the, my, no, I, yeah. You, you go from, like, seriously, like, when you have something that feels so, like, magical and amazing. You're the, willing to, like, make like, yes, make the same mistake, basically. Yeah. Like, you're willing to do that. And you and want so, to, plus, I think, I don't know, maybe this is just me because I am a fucking hopeless romantic, but totally. part of me is, like, this, obviously, like, our weird falling out was a fluke, and, like, this was meant to happen. Yeah, and, and so, like, he's realized that he did this thing wrong. Yes, yeah. And now he's, like, yes. gonna figure it out, right? Um, Wrong, because, like, I meet up with him, 
And he gives me the whole fucking spiel about like how he fucked up so bad, how he feels so horrible, how he, yep. he, yep. he likes me more than he's ever liked anyone. Like all the right. shit, all the bullshit that they tell you. Um, anyone who's like done you wrong and right now, comes crawling back. Yeah, exactly. Like in a moment of like, I don't even know what inspires them, but like in a moment of weakness or whatever, they're like, oh, well, I'm just going to try to like right. crawl on back. Um, he said all the things and I was like, okay, only if you swear to God, like I can't, yes. you can't yeah. do that to me again. Like A, we're adults. B, like I genuinely care about you as a friend and like, I would rather have you as a friend and like know that we're good than risk having you as a romantic partner and lose mm-hmm. you forever. So like I need to know that you're not going to fall off because if you think there's a chance of you falling off, I would rather just be friends with right. you because I miss your friendship. Being a grown up. Yeah. And like I straight up told him that and he was like I'm ready. Like I've got my feet on the ground with this like college why situation. are our stories Ooh, the I don't same. know. I don't know. It like hurts me. But then so like I had that conversation and we like parted ways and I was like felt it in my heart again I was like this is good and then literally within two days it was back it was the same thing and like I went full crazy like not as I wish I would have like showed up at his apartment I did I know it's it's so funny it's like if you're listening you're probably like wow Meg that was really crazy you just showed up at his door and I I get it but also part of me was like I didn't fucking hear from this guy for like he for me, I one, it was the second time that he's done this to me, like just full on disappeared. Dude, we've known each other for fucking six years. Like you don't get to pull this shit. Like right. you don't like not to be a dick, but you don't get to ghost me. Like we've known each other yeah. for too long. Yeah, ghosting is out of the question. Like if you've been friends and also you're Mark not to ghost. was like I'm twenty four almost and Mark was like twenty six. So I'm like, you oh are a man. Like you are a grown up. You don't yep. get to pull this shit childish bullshit yes. childish bullshit so anyway so you didn't show up to his apartment no i didn't but i literally texted him like 30 times yeah within no, like a period period yeah. i was like oh and i literally thought he was dead because like okay so yeah i thought he was dead but apparently he wasn't because he was like posting on instagram and oh, shit great. um and then again i sort of got him almost done with the story but then so i was like okay he ghosted me again yeah. what else is new so it's like January, whatever, and everything's fine. And then, what do you know it? Mid-March rolls around. Oh, my God. Spring break time. Jesus, this guy's like fucking clockwork. I know. So, like, what does he do? Slide into my Instagram DMs. What the and I, fuck? And you know what I did? I said, oh, are we friends now? And he was like, yes, oh, question mark. And, like, literally a- acted like... Like, I was right. being, like, crazy for saying that. And I was like, oh, because I texted you 57 fucking times and I never heard from you. And that's not how I treat my friends. So, right. like, what's your fucking deal? And anyway, so now it's July and we don't talk anymore. Good. Yeah. What an asshole. I also want to say, like, once again, regardless of gender, but, mm-hmm. like, people who call their ex crazy mm-hmm. I very seldom believe yeah like I think that there's a couple cases where your ex truly was crazy actually crazy but I think like by and large and I I will say like making a stereotype here but men have a habit of calling women crazy because they did something and they just happen to not like the way that she reacted yeah and I will say it's usually because they fucked up and she reacted rationally and was like 
yeah. basically had respect for herself and wasn't having it. <laughs> yeah. And like, so I just want calling someone crazy fuck is fucking shitty. And, yeah. like, you shouldn't do that. I am guilty of it, though. Like, I, I think will, we're like, all a little crazy. Uh, yeah, I think. We're all guilty of calling someone that. And it's, like, it is something that I think everyone needs to work on, myself yeah. included. Like, um, I will say, like, I there are definitely people who, like, I have friends who have dated who I'm, like, no, they were genuinely crazy. Mm-hmm. And then I also think it's just a really lazy way for us to say, like, they just didn't handle the situation as well yeah. as we would have wanted them to. And, like, I, I think just generally, like, just as people we need to be more aware of and able to articulate like truly like what's going on because I mean even just as we're talking about like like the word crazy itself like has so many like undertones of like attacking people with like mental illnesses and all that kind of stuff but well and it's funny and I know I know that this is one of our longer episodes Mm -hmm. but I think it's hard you know one Kelsey and I have unpacked a shit ton of stuff today yeah ouch yeah and I know like for me at least these past relationships not until recently have I realized like how much they've affected like my present and like it I like legitimately sometimes like kind of almost I don't know if this is the right phrasing but like get so in my head of like I get very almost like pitiful I'm like why can't I just find some like I don't need to be with someone all the time, but like you put in all much, all this work and this love and these feelings and emotions and time into someone else. And one, you just want them to reciprocate where you are. Mm -hmm. And if they can't, like you just want some, or at least I just want someone who's going to like communicate that with you and who's going to like legitimately meet you halfway and make you feel like you matter. And I think right, like across the board, I would say probably for both of us, like, not all the men we've dated, but the ones who really stick out are, are the bad ones who've made us feel like we are insignificant and like that we don't matter. And it's genuinely affected the relationships that have come since. Right. And then going, going back to kind of what we mentioned about how like your feelings aren't a bad thing is like, like I do feel like I I'm grateful and happy for the way that I have handled Mm -hmm. what's, what's happened to me. Um, and like what I've been a part of and you know, I'm not, I'm not like afraid of love or relationships or anything like that. And like, I, it makes me excited to be like, if I could love all the wrong people, like if I could love so fiercely, the people who clearly like weren't good enough for me and yeah. like weren't good enough for my love, just like, can you imagine how great it will be when, when you are the right person? Yeah, yeah. When you are loving the right person and it's like, like that's yeah, gonna be a game like, changer. You and, I, you and I like love big, and yeah, so we, to like meet, to eventually like hopefully be with someone who meets you there, and is you know when you give a mile, they give a mile, and being willing to like take these steps together instead of feeling like you're dragging them with you on that journey, yes. it's gonna be different. And like we'll update you if we ever get to that point. I don't know. I think it'll happen sooner <laughs> than we think. <laughs> um. We're clocking in just under an hour. Um, if you've listened to us, this <laughs> yeah, you've made it this far. Thank you. Um, I know that this one's been kind of an intense one. Um, it's been intense for us too. Yeah. Um, it's talking about past relationships are is it's hard, and especially ones like these that have affected us so greatly, and that you don't get closure from. I mean, it's fucking hard to talk mm-hmm. about. Yeah. 
And it's fun to talk about most of the time. Like on most of our episodes, yeah. it's just like we're screaming and laughing and about how absurd so much of this stuff is. Yeah. But, but there are like dating is hard and like loving is hard. Yeah. And so, I mean, you're not alone. Um, and it's, I know it's really easy, even though like Kelsey and I are really good friends. I think we both are really good at feeling sometimes like you are dealing with this stuff alone and it's, it's hard. Like you, when you're feeling emotions like this one, like being vulnerable, even with your friends is hard. And like yes. telling your friends how you feel about someone who may or may not be good for you is really difficult. Yeah. So anyway, um, Thank you for listening. Um, if you honestly, especially for this one, if you have any thoughts, DM us, um, comment on an Instagram post, tweet at us. Um, let us genuinely like, let us know what you think. Um, our social handles are at fool underscore twice. If you've been listening um, and you enjoyed it, uh, leave us a review and you know, stay tuned. We'll be here every Wednesday and they won't all be this sad. So. Yeah, no, most of them are way better than this. Yeah. So, <laughs> Yeah, see you next Wednesday. All right, bye-bye.